Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage Podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. We help women through the heartbreak of miscarriage, and as a nonprofit, we run completely on donations. Our services help thousands of women, so please support us by donating through our website, managingmiscarriage.com, or visit our Patreon page for over 30 more miscarriage stories, as well as exclusive content. Check it out at patreon.com slash miscarriage. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash miscarriage. It's also linked in the details below. Thank you for tuning in. My guest today miscarried at 10 weeks along on July 3rd. It was her first pregnancy, and since then, she is actually pregnant again. So, Emma, please share with us today your journey through this first miscarriage, but also all the emotions that come with being pregnant again. Hi, it's good to be here. Um, So... My husband and I have been married for about two years at, well, at that point, about two years. Um, we had been trying to get pregnant for probably about five months when we finally got the news that we were uh, going to be parents. Um, it was about uh, the middle of May at that point. Um, we were really, really excited. Uh, we felt like it was never going to happen. It always does. Even when you get that first negative pregnancy test, it's really stressful and you start wondering all these different things. But um, we were thrilled and uh, we pretty much shared our news uh, right away um, with our close friends and our family. Um, we bought some people some gifts. We videotaped everybody's reactions. Uh, everybody was super, super excited. Um, you know, we picked out some names, uh, we were, we were going to figure out, you know, if it was a boy or a girl pretty quickly, we were probably going to do the early testing to, uh, you know, do all that. Um, we did have to wait till I was 10 weeks to go to see the doctor, um, which apparently is quite normal. Um, it was a little bit stressful waiting that long. Uh, but we, uh, we kind of just got through it and, um, got to that day with, you know, not too, too many worries, not too many anxieties. You know, I knew, um, you know, what, you know, how common miscarriage was and, uh, have a few friends who have had them. Uh, but I didn't really have too many things to worry about. Um, I had most of the common symptoms with the exception of a lot of nausea, um, so fatigue and breast yeah. tenderness. Okay. Yeah. All of that stuff. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I felt like everything was pretty textbook, uh, which was comforting, uh, even though it was, you know, tiring and all that. Um, so we got to the day of the appointment and, um, it was kind of like a mid afternoon appointment. We both had taken a little bit of time off of work to be there and, you know, we were nervous, but excited. And, uh, and we got there and they took me in alone at first, just to kind of, you know, get a urine sample, my vital signs and talk to me a little bit before they brought, 
stand back. And um, when I went in to do my urine sample, I saw a little bit of spotting in my underwear. Oh my gosh. And that was the first time. It was the first time I never had even, you know, they say it's normal um, for implantation and all that stuff. I just, I never, I never had any, it just never happened for me. So, you know, I kind of freaked out a little bit, but I was like, okay, like, you know, maybe this is normal. But at that point I was what I thought was 10 weeks along. Um, and I didn't know if it was normal at that point. So I kind of walked out of the bathroom a little shaky and I told the nurse, you know, what had happened. And she was like, all right, well, you're in the right place and, you know, we'll figure this out and let's see, you know, we'll get you in there. So, um, she kind of, uh, went through a bunch of other stuff with me first. Uh, you know, she gave me all the baby books and she's telling me about all the testing I'm going to have to do and the blood work and, you know, going through all that. And I'm not really even listening at that point because I'm already really nervous. Um, so we Cause she's just treating it like it's a normal appointment still at this point. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh you know? my gosh. And you cannot focus. <laughs> Exactly. And she's, you know, saying, oh, you're in the right place and that. And I'm like, no, like, just let's do this. Like, I I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about anything else. Let's just, you know, get this done. So um, we went back there and Dan was with me. And um, actually the, you know, my usual OBGYN was the one who did the the ultrasound. She's a PA. She's wonderful. Um, And, uh, you know, she talked to us for a bit too. And it's like, all right, can we do this first, you know, and then just, you know, do all that after. Um, but I guess that's just how they do things. And um, when uh, she, I guess, well, they always do a pap smear, I guess. So they did the pap smear and she said, you know, I did see some, some old blood on the, uh, on the swab. Uh, I had to clear a little bit of, away from your cervix to get the pap smear. And of course that was, you know, really scary again. Um, so she just went ahead and did the um, transvaginal ultrasound. And um, that was when I kind of knew, you know, she was really, really quiet and um, just kind of pushing my stomach around, you know, pushing in and, you know, trying to see what she can see. And, uh, and it just, I knew something wasn't right. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. And she's just kind of all quiet. And uh, so I finally just said, what is it, you know? And, um, she just told me that she didn't see what she was expecting to see at my stage in pregnancy. And, um, basically said, you know, we can't call it, we can't call it what it is at this point until we do some blood work and, you know, see what your levels are. And maybe you're not as far along as you think you are. And, you know, all that mumbo jumbo. So I'm just sitting there thinking, I know how far along I am. I know when I took my pregnancy test, I know, you know, it's just not going to be the case. So we went back out and um, she gave me, you know, all the papers uh, to go and get my blood work tested. Uh, So this was, this was July 2nd. And uh, you have to do the blood work on the day and then go back again in 48 hours. But because 48 hours was July 4th and the place was going to be closed, 
I had to wait until the next day to go and get my first round of blood work and to see if it was doubling. Right. Exactly. So usually they would have sent me right then and there. They would have said, go right now, do the blood work and then go back again in 48 hours. So I had to wait till the next day. Um, So I was still kind of in shock. I wasn't really, wasn't really saying anything. I wasn't crying or anything. And Dan was kind of just, you know, pale faced and not saying anything either. And, and, um, she must not have told the lady at the front desk what was going on because when we walked out, you know, she asked me if I wanted to make my next appointment. And, um, that's when I just lost my mind. (laughs) Um, and I just started crying and I said, no, and we just, you know, walked out of there. And, um, did they tell you, did she say like, oh, it's measuring this far along or I don't see a heartbeat? Like, was, Did she give you any more information? She just said she didn't hear a heartbeat. I didn't get any information as to the gestational age or anything like that. Um, it's just not a question that I thought to ask. Well, of and, course not. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't think she even needed to mention it at that point. It wasn't something I needed to know. Um, so that's kind of where we left it. Um, there was no talk about, you know, how it was going to happen if it was a miscarriage because she didn't think we were quite there yet, you know, as far as getting a DNC or, you know, anything like that. Um, so we just kind of left it that way and it was going to be okay, get the blood work and then we'll find out what's going to happen from there. Right. Yeah. So... I had to wait until the next day to go and get the blood work done. And, um, you know, I kind of, I took the next day off of work, of course, because I was just beside myself, you know, since the appointment and everything. And um, I went and got the blood work done. And of course, while I'm there, of course, I'm getting HCG levels. So the phlebotomist asked me, how far along are you? And, uh, that was again, really upsetting. So it was just a bunch of people asking me questions that I wasn't ready for at that point. (laughs) Um, and, um, yeah, so I had to wait a couple of hours to get the results. Um, so because I was, you know, it was a Tuesday and I, Dan, I had told to just go to work. We don't know what's happening. Just go to work. Um, so I just went over to my mom's house and, um, I, uh, I was about halfway there. I live about half an hour from my mom. Um, and that's when my bleeding started and I knew something was happening. Um, it was very painful and I could just, you know, obviously feel that, you know, it was something was going on, um, so I got to her house and I just kind of beelined it for the bathroom and I told her mom it's happening, you know, and she met me in there and, uh, I pretty much just camped out on that toilet for about three hours, (laughs) um, with my mom and my sister. And, uh, we all just kind of sat there while I was, you know, in a lot of pain and there was a lot of blood and a lot of, 
you know, cramping, uh, a lot of clotting. Um, and then after about an hour or so of that, I, I knew that I had passed, um, the sack, um, because, you know, it was, it felt different. And I knew that that was, that that was the point when it happened. Um, so we all just kind of sat there and, you know, we, we talked a bit and, you know, we were all crying and Dan was on the phone and, um, yeah, it was just a, that was a really crazy moment for me. (laughs) Did you know what to expect? Like, Hey, if you start bleeding, it might, you know, this might happen. It might feel, you know, crampy. Did you have any idea? So I, I probably should have said this in advance. Um, one of my, one of my closest friends, uh, she has had two miscarriages and, um, after we had left the appointment that day, the day before, um, I had, you know, I had given her a call and, you know, told her, you know, I think, you know, this is going to happen for me too. And, um, you know, she was like, listen, you know, she obviously sympathized with me and everything. And she was like, do you want to know what's going to happen? Like, do you want me to tell you what's, what you should expect? So she had passed at least one of them naturally then. Yeah, both of them. Okay. Yeah. So um, I said, please just tell me, don't, don't sugarcoat it. Just tell me what, what I I can expect. And she was, she was so helpful to me in that moment, you know, just, I, I, I wouldn't have known what was going on, you know, I, I mean, obviously I would have known what was going on, but I wouldn't have known how to handle it all and, and that it was okay. And that I wasn't dying and, you know, because that's the way it felt. Um, so she, you know, I've, I've told her a million times since then, she'll never know how much she helped me in just being honest with me with that, because I didn't feel like I had any sort of preparation otherwise, because we weren't at that point when I was at the doctor's the day before, you know, we were waiting for that blood work to come back and uh, then we were going to discuss that stuff if we needed to. So um, without her, it would have been so much worse. Uh, And I, I really, really appreciate everything she did for me. So um, while I was sitting there, um, I got the call about my HCG level, um, which was 23,000. Um, and they were saying, well, that's great. This is, you know, this is uh, exactly what it should be. And, yeah, you know, way up there. right. This could just be an early co- pregnancy complication. And, um, you know, let us know, you know, what's, you know, what's happening as it's happening. And I just kind of cut her off and I said, listen, I'm definitely having a miscarriage right now. There's no mistaking it. There's no way that this is anything other than a miscarriage. Um. And she said, okay, well, um, you know, let me get the PA on the phone and uh, kind of explain some stuff to you. And at that point, that's when I kind of, you know, heard what <laughs> I had already heard from my friend. Um, yeah. And uh, about two days, about two days later, it had gone down to 5,000. So it had dropped really, really significantly, um, which is, of course, what you 
expect and obviously want to see if you've had a miscarriage, you don't want it to be stuck up there. So, um, but that was kind of just the final, uh, the final straw, you know, when you hear that number went down that fast, that quickly, uh, that was, it it hurt to hear that. So, so that's where I was at kind of at that point. Yeah. So you're there with your mom and your sister. Everything passes. You talk to your um, care provider. And then what? Um, Well, at that point, um, you know, I wasn't quite ready to leave the bathroom. Uh, There was still a lot going on. there was still a lot of bleeding. Um, my sister, who's a nurse and is wonderful, um, she went out and bought me Depends. Um, yes, and, that's uh, a tip right there. Yeah, that's a really, really good thing. And honestly, I wore those probably for the next three or four days because uh, I had a lot, a lot, a lot of heavy bleeding. Um, heavier than I really expected to have, actually. Um, I thought it would kind of go down to some spotting after the major event, but, um, it continued quite a bit. Um, probably I would say for about four days. Um, and those four days were kind of just blurry to me. Um, I, you know, the following day was the 4th of July. So I actually was supposed to be on call that day, but my supervisor who was wonderful to me, uh, she took care of it for me. And, um, I decided to go back to work then the day after that, um, I'm a visiting nurse. So I, uh, you know, visit people in their houses. Uh, and, uh, that was really hard for me, uh, going back to work and feeling like I had to, you know, it's, it's pretty tough trying to comfort people when you're feeling like you need someone to comfort you. Um, you know, I've been through other life events and I've been okay. Work is usually a distraction for me, but in this case it really wasn't. Um, I don't think I was really ready to go back to work yet. Um, but they kept me light and, um, I decided that I would go back again the following day just because the weekend was coming up. Um, so I just kind of pretty much moped around when I was home, um, you know, laid around and, relaxed and cried and Dan was so good um he's not really a uh he's not really an emotional guy um generally in any aspect of life um but he's really really thoughtful and he knows how to act when you know he needs to be a certain way and I think although he was hurting he was just more focused on how I was feeling um, and just doing everything that, you know, he felt that I needed at that time. Um, and I really couldn't, I couldn't have uh, asked for anything more at that point. Um, he was really wonderful. So, um, you know, we tried to be social a few days later, but I don't think I was really ready for that either. You know, we got together with some friends and they all knew what had happened. And um, I think they were just trying to be 
you know, trying to give us distractions and stuff. But again, I just kind of wasn't ready for that. And I wasn't really connecting. Um, so it took me a little while, probably about a week to really be able to like get out and do something. Um, but at that point, that was when I was ready to get out and do something. <laughs> um, I, I needed to do that. Um, I work best when I'm busy and when I'm distracted. So once I kind of hit that threshold of, okay, I'm not sitting around anymore. Um, that's when I started getting, all right, who's going to hang out with me tonight? Who's going to hang out with me tomorrow night? You know, and what am I going to be doing? Cause I need to keep busy. Uh, so that was also helpful to me. It was just staying busy after I was ready to start being busy again. And having people around you. Yeah. Who knew what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. I mean, having people around who knew what was going on, that was really helpful. I mean, I shared with pretty much everybody, even the people who didn't know we were pregnant yet. Um, just because I felt like it was necessary. I wasn't myself. Um, but I still needed them around. Um, so that was, that was what I needed to do. And, and although they didn't really understand, they knew that I just needed them to be there and they were, they were, my friends are amazing. My family's amazing. Dan is amazing. And, you know, they got me through it. They really did. Um, you know, I, I did feel a bit of a disconnect because, a lot of them didn't understand exactly what was going on, but um, that's when I decided to uh, write my story out about two weeks later. Um, I kind of just put it in writing and I sat for a few days just kind of making a timeline of, you know, our efforts to get pregnant and then, you know, the whole thing, kind of just how I told you. And, um, and I contacted my friend who, uh, is the one that really helped me, uh, the one who had had the two miscarriages herself. Um, and I wanted her to read it. And, uh, she's actually a, a pretty well-known, uh, blogger, uh, in the community and actually kind of all over. Um, and she was like, listen, I've been really public about my miscarriages. I, you know, I've shared about it before on my blog and on my social media. She's like, why don't we do something with this? Uh, she said, what can we start a series? You know, she said, I have so many people writing to me about their miscarriages and their stories and thanking me for, you know, sharing mine. Uh, she's like, maybe I can start sharing people's stories and I'd love for you to be the first one. And, uh, so probably about, I would say about a month after my miscarriage that went up on her blog and, um, it was incredible after that. It really was, uh, besides from the people like her followers that were just commenting and, and showing support and telling their stories, I got so many messages and emails and calls and texts from people that I know that said, listen, I've had a miscarriage too. And, you know, now I have, you know, this baby and, you know, or just, just sharing their stories with me. And it was just unbelievable. The response that I got, 
just knowing that so many of these people went through all this and didn't really share it with anybody. And I just can't imagine doing that myself. That's why I wanted to come on here. And that's why I wanted to share my story. And, and I just can't imagine having done it any other way. It felt so good to do that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for you incredible. and for everyone else that it helped. And then obviously everyone who listens to this podcast. Yeah. Good for I, you. Thank you. And I know this, you know, this podcast is something that got me through those first, you know, weeks, month, you know, up until this point, even, um, it just makes you feel like you're not alone, even though you don't know these people that you're listening to, you have this weird connection, you know, you're in this awful club together and they're the only people that understand you. And it's, it's really, it's just the only thing that helped me. Well, I'm glad it is so shitty <laughs> to be it, in that situation, but I'm so glad the podcast has helped. It really did. So you have news since then, even just since you signed up to be on the podcast with me. So what is the second pregnancy like? Because it's much different than the joy of those first two pink lines. It really, really is. Um, I found out about just about three weeks ago, a uh, little, little under three weeks ago that we were pregnant again. Um, the one thing that, you know, I was thankful for after I went through all that was that my, my OBGYN was not, not the kind to say, all right, you have to wait three months or you have to wait six months or anything like that. She said, wait till you get a period and then, you know, go for it. If, if you want to try again, you know, she said she's had many people have had perfectly healthy pregnancies after, you know, one cycle and, you know, go for it. So, so we did. And, um, we, we were lucky enough to get pregnant on the first try this time. Um, I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, it's, it was a combination of shock and excitement and fear the day that we took the test. Um, we were both kind of just sitting there and we didn't really have anything to say. Uh, we were just kind of crying and looking at each other. Like, what do we do now? Um, so it's just been, uh, kind of a day by day thing. Uh, optimistically I, holding your breath pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, things that are different this time, um, I'm having a little bit more cramping this time, which I know is normal. Um, but every time I feel oh, it. So trippy. Yeah. It's, it's the worst feeling in the world. You oh. know, um, another thing is uh, right before my miscarriage, uh, my breast start, stopped hurting as much. Um, so a few days ago, my breast stopped hurting that much. And I had an anxiety attack and I called my sister-in-law and I said, is this normal? You know, she has two kids, you know, she has had two, two kids. And she said, absolutely a roller coaster ride. Some days you have all the symptoms. Some days you have none of the symptoms. Don't worry, you know? And, um, that was really helpful. Of course I'm Googling everything, which is helpful and not helpful at the same time. Um, 
but it's just been, uh, like I said, it's been a day by day thing. And, uh, you know, you just keep holding your breath every time you go to the bathroom and you don't want to see any blood or anything. And, um, I mean, so far so good. I'm going to see the doctor on Monday. So in about five days, um, and we're going to do an ultrasound. So I'm just holding my breath until then. Uh, I'm also really nervous because last time I was there, I got awful news. So, Yeah, going back to that same place. It's nice that they're doing an earlier ultrasound, though. um, um it is, uh, although I don't know that they're doing it for that reason. Um, I just know that I'm not as far along as, um, as the typical, uh, timeline goes. It goes by obviously the last, the first day of your last period. And I know I know my ovulation date and it was not, I, I, this cycle would have been quite long. So um, I'm pretty sure I'm about two weeks behind what that calculator goes by. Well, at least you know that going in. Yes. <laughs> and, That's I'm awful. Gonna, and I'm going to mention it to her right away as soon yes. as I walk in. Um, and I said it on the phone when I made the appointment. They said, you know what, we still go by that that regular calculator that we do. So just come in and if you're not as far along, then we'll tell you how far along you are. So um, that, that was comforting. And I'm actually really glad that I'm going in earlier anyway. So um, that works out well for me. <laughs> uh, Good. So, yeah. And I just, you know, I listened to one of the podcast, one of your more recent podcasts, and there was a girl who was kind of in the same situation as me where she was about as far along. And she said, that her mother had told her to just tell yourself every day that you're pregnant today. Today is today you're pregnant. And so I've been doing that every day I wake up and I tell myself that I'm pregnant and that helps. Good. I, I had to do a mantra every time I went to the bathroom. So I didn't completely freak out. I would just repeat over and over healthy mom, healthy baby, healthy mom, healthy baby. Like yeah. every time I went to the bathroom Absolutely. That's all you can do. I mean, yeah. you have no control over any of that. You yeah. know, all you can do is try and have control over your emotions. And that's the most difficult thing to do. So. And breathe, which is, again, <laughs> super difficult. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, is there yeah. anything else you wanted to share with us? No, that's that's really my story. Um it's been a crazy one. It's been three months now and I still, you know, have flashbacks and I'm still not, you know, fully there yet, of course, but every day got a little bit easier and every day got a little bit closer to us trying again and us hoping for the best with this one. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at. We're sending you so much love. And we're sending Thank that little you. one so much love and Thank positive you. vibes. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Interested in hearing more miscarriage stories? We have over 30 more episodes on Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash miscarriage. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash miscarriage. It's also linked in the details below. Stay connected. Find us on Instagram at managing.miscarriage, on Facebook at miscarriage nonprofit, 
And don't forget to download our free e-guide on our website, managingmiscarriage.com. If you liked this episode, please leave us a rating so more women can find us. Also, listen to exclusive episodes directly on the Patreon app.